Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And we have a very special guest, Hall of Famer. Jay Wright in the house. Jay, it's always good to catch up with you here this time of year. You too, man. You're uh, you're always out there working it, man. So I, I'm 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 proud to do it with you. Got to keep a job <laughs> in this business. Uh, you work hard. You deserve it. And, and first of all, on, on behalf of all media in the Philly area, we want to apologize to you again because it seems like as soon as the Eagles are done and then the Sixers get James Harden, then we're like, let's go cover Villanova, uh, and it's disrespectful because you are one of the best programs in the entire country every single year. So we apologize to you. Uh, I. I feel like we get a good balance, and we love the Eagles, too, and we love the Sixers. And I still feel like we get enough, so we're good. And we get we get treated with great respect in Philly. And sometimes, if we're not playing well, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And you, I was talking to some of your guys, and they said, the message from the beginning of the year is to be playing your best basketball right now, which you are. And how do you do that as a coach? It's easier to say that, but how yeah. do you evolve into that? It is our focus all year, John, and, and so we don't get too high in the beginning of the year when we're when we're playing well. We realize, you know, that there's other teams are going to improve, and we got to keep improving. We don't get down like we had a two game. We lost two in a row. We got beat pretty good at Baylor, and then we went on the road to Creighton. We don't get down. We say like that's, that's not our goal to be great right now. Our goal is to just keep getting better every day. So at the end, we're playing our best basketball, and we're still taking that approach. Like we want to still keep improving, but we we got the feeling we know where we came from. We got the feeling that we're playing pretty good basketball right now. Now you haven't uh, played a non-conference game, I think, in a long time, uh, like yeah. like three months, and you're yeah. going through this Big East tournament. Uh, the games are always close; they're tough. You happy now to kind of get out of the yeah. conference a little bit, play somebody else yeah. who doesn't know you so well? That that is definitely something that you uh, appreciate in the NCAA tournament. That. When we play these Big East games, they know us so well. But, you know, like playing Creighton, it's the third time you've played. You you know each other inside and out. It, games are ugly. Yeah. It's a rock fight because of that. And then, you know, you get to the other teams and you, and you feel like, all right, there's some things we can do that they can't know it as well as, as, as the teams in our league. Now, the other side of that is you don't know them either. So that scares you. So as a coach, you're always worried about something. How about Delaware? I mean, there's a lot of connections. Oh. Too many, and and they're really good. Like that, that is that's not a 15 seed. You know, they're, they're coming from a great league, and and they've got a lot of veteran players, um, and and guys that we know. That's the good thing. You know, obviously we know Jameer and and Dylan Painter, Allen played on the same high school team as Justin Moore. Anderson's a great player. We know so Carr. At least we know those guys. And and for me, I I, I usually watch teams in our league, but I watch them because if they're on. I know Martin. I want Martin to be successful. He's the son of a Villanova legend, Tom Inglesby. And Dylan Painter's playing for him, so I have seen him a lot, and that's helpful. 
How about Colin Gillespie? I was talking to his mom about having this opportunity after an injury like that and the disappointment of the Big East being canceled, the tournament being canceled a couple years ago, to be able to have this opportunity that with all that stuff happening, it wouldn't have happened. He yeah. wouldn't have this opportunity. Yeah. I, I think um, when the season's over, we're going to look back on this past Big East tournament. And it was so electric in there because I think everybody in New York missed being there. Every session was sold out. The afternoon sessions were sold out. It was crazy in there. And I think it was everybody just really appreciating that we're back at it again. I think our players are doing the same thing. I think the NCAA tournament's going to be the same way. Everybody just feeling the crowd again and the big time games it's uh we missed it we really missed it i think when colin gillespie had the big second half last night did you say up there on the podium did you say something like he is the greatest or one of the greatest <laughs> i mean you've had a lot of great players yeah. but is he now in that category I, I think i said i know right now i'm not of sound mind because i was so elated and and you're in the garden and Billy Joel's playing and there's confetti coming down. You're not you're not in a good state of mind there. It's a I mean, no, you are in a good state of mind. I mean, I think he's I think I, I said he's the best ever. I should have said he's one of the best, which he, which he is. <laughs> you're a prisoner of the moment. Too. I was. I definitely was. But but his play and his leadership and his experience has he vaulted himself amongst that special yeah. group with what he's done here. He, he really has. And uh, you know Ryan Ryan Archie was there at the game. And, I saw Jalen texted him right after the game. Jalen Brunson kind of looks at Colin like as his younger brother and and that he groomed him, which he, which he did. And part of his grooming was just kicking his butt every day when he was a freshman, but always keeping an eye on him every year after he left. I know he takes great pride in him. Uh, but what he's done to lead this program this year, even last year leading us to a Big East championship, and who knows what we would have done if we had him, you know, at the end of the year. but. He's, he's gone down as, as one of the greats. And, and, you know, I have to talk about it now because we're talking about it, but I want to let him finish and we'll talk about that after. <laughs> How about health? Because last year with Colin's situation, Justin going into the tournament with an injury, relatively healthy this year, right? How we special are. is that to be able to have this opportunity? You know, and for this season for us, it's, it's, it's really um, special because we've had, just been one of those years. Everybody, every team is dealing with it, but we just had nagging injuries all year. We had the ankles with Justin and Colin. We had uh, the adductor with Jermaine Samuels. Then we get Jermaine Samuels back. We get we get foot foot and mouth disease. I never even heard of it. We had that on our team this year. We missed games. I'm like, you know, I had COVID, but foot and mouth right, disease. I thought we were I might, done with that. I might not even say it correctly, but I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was just one of those years. Yeah. But right now, everybody's good. Going to the tournament, we're psyched about that. How about your experienced teams that you've had in the past? This is a really experienced team. Where does this rank as far as experience and having gone through it? Yeah, you know, well, having guys like Justin, uh, excuse me, Jermaine and Colin who have played in an NCAA championship game, you don't, usually you don't have guys like that around because if they played in an NCAA championship game, they're usually gone. Um, that's valuable. And then uh, Justin Moore, Eric Dixon, Brian Antoine, Caleb Daniels last year got to play in the tournament, go to a Sweet 16. Um, and I think for our freshmen, like Jordan Longino, um, Chris Arch got to play last year. But going through a Big East tournament, the way that Big East tournament is, that atmosphere in the garden, that helps you for the NCAA tournament. I worry about guys in the Big East tournament getting in the garden in that atmosphere if they haven't been there. Once you get through that, you're good for the NCAA tournament. So when you see Pittsburgh pop up there again, 
They like Villanova. Yeah. They like Jay Wright. Uh, Special like members. Pittsburgh. Yeah, you yeah, like Pittsburgh. Like Pittsburgh yeah. What is it with Pittsburgh, though? <laughs> it's a good starting point, man. You know, we got a lot of Villanova alums in Pennsylvania, obviously out in Western Pennsylvania. That's good. Um, I, we would have liked to come back to Philly, obviously. We love Philly. It's home, and Wells Fargo Center is awesome. But we have learned through our experiences, don't get caught up in that, because in 16, it was in Philly, and they sent us to Louisville and we were upset and we wound up winning the whole thing so I've learned over the years just take what they give you be grateful for being in the tournament and concentrate on your opponent <laughs> how special is this really Jay because I mean it's 20 plus years now and you've had opportunities to go other places um, you're a Hall of Famer now you have built this program into one of the very best in the country kids stay here how special is it this is a family here to yeah, you in this yeah, entire area. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I pinch myself. Uh, I, I, I appreciate it. I'm grateful. Uh, I know how many people it, it takes to make this program the way it is. All the former players, all the former assistants, the administration. It takes it takes a community to build a great program, and, and we've had that. And, you know, we were at the Garden for the semifinal game. They had a famous trumpet player playing the national anthem, and and I'm just looking up and. You know, you look in the rafters and it's packed to the rafters and just say to yourself, how lucky am I to be here? It was so cool. And I think COVID made us like stop again and appreciate, like, don't take this for granted, man. This is, you're, you're, you're able to coach college basketball, one of the best programs in the country. You appreciate it every day. I think we do. And you know, when, when I was joking, kind of apologizing for the media coverage, because we have one of the very best college basketball programs with you in our area. And I feel you don't get enough coverage. Now, I see Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, yeah. all these blue bloods down there. Do you like it in a way that yeah. it's not leading the news every night? It's not the, the front page of the paper every day when you go on a two-game losing streak? I, I do. And actually, Bill Self, Tom Izzo, and I have talked about this, like what a great job this is because we do get treated really well by the media. But there's some distractions. The Eagles, Eagles are great for that. They're a great distraction. But yet... If we played the Wells Fargo Center, there's 20,000 people in there. Yeah. Like the, the fans support us, you know. And, and anytime we play a big game, it's it's covered. We play here; it's sold out every game. And, and but we still get great attention. It's not like those guys, but those guys they've got it every day, and it, and it can be a problem to them sometimes. So they've got the Eagles covered. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Every day, and uh, I, I like it. I don't know if anybody else does. I, and our guys love it, and. Um, I, I, that's why I, it's one of the reasons I think it's, it's the best place to coach college basketball in the country because we do get when we're, things are going good we get treated like the Eagles or the Sixers or the Flyers or the Phillies and then when things are going bad we don't get killed that bad you know <laughs> they got the they got the Eagles something happens with the Eagles and it takes away from one of our bad losses yeah it's kind of like being a sportscaster because the weather and the news get most of the time we kind of hide in the back office and when things are good ratings are down you know you can kind of slide by for a little bit um, Unless it's the Eagles, man. They, they're all on you with the Eagles. They want to know, right? It's wild, isn't it? It's cool. It's cool. How I much like How much do you still get on a Sunday at 1 o'clock, the Eagles are on, or oh. you see James Harden coming to the Sixers? How much does that Philly in you, like uh, the Philly fandom, yeah. st still live inside of you? Another great reason for coaching in Villanova, it, you need a distraction sometimes because you won't do it yourself. If, if, you know, if left alone, I'm just watching film and I'm basketball all the time. But... If the Eagles are playing, I put it down, you know? If there's a sick, like the first night that, that Harden's playing, I can stop. Yeah. Um, when, when the, when the Phillies, you know, if the Phillies are in the playoffs and we're starting practice, it's a, it's a great distraction. 
I love it, and uh, I, I still get fired up for those games. Sunday, whenever, even if they play Monday night, whenever the Eagles play, we're always in the season. That is a great distraction for me. I plan our practice, and I plan what I'm doing around that yeah. and enjoy it every week. So have you talked to Nick Sirianni yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a, he, is, he is a basketball fanatic. Yeah. He's a, a University of Michigan fan. And um, because some, I think he grew up in Michigan, he told me. But he knows everything. And he uses analogies with his team about basketball. And they're, and they're really good. Um, one, time, one time he showed his team one of his high school shots where he missed a shot to lose the game. It was on the news. And then he came back and they beat that team the next time. And he was just showing them the resiliency. And they, 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 they got a laugh at him missing a shot for game. Right. But they got the concept of resiliency. And, uh, you know, we talk about college basketball. He, knows he came out to a game with Howie. They, they love it. So, and I love those guys. So it's, it's a good relationship. And out at the Combine, he had some of the draft picks cool. take some shots or, you know, to get the competitive juices going. And Villanova was on the yeah. the basket. That, that was cool. And, and, and think of the concept. Like, I, I know he, he has to say publicly, is to see how competitive they are. That's one thing, too. But it's a different way to engage with somebody. You're engaging with them when you're competing and when you're having some fun. And, and you really get to see, like, how a guy handles a situation that that he's probably not been prepared for, yeah. right? It gets you a good feel. I thought that was a really smart move. And I love that he had the Villanova basket. <laughs> well, uh, I read in the New York Post, Steve Serby wrote an article. He caught up with Raleigh Massimino's kids up at the Big East. And he said, uh, one of his sons says, you've been calling and texting, trying to get those quotes down of Raleigh Massimino, your yeah, mentor. Yeah, yeah. Are you getting some of them ready for the tournament? Well, I, I, that one that one was, no, this was a couple weeks ago. Because um, most of Coach Massimino's quotes I have memorized. Yeah. So I, I use a lot of what we do here is, is what he did. Um, a lot of our basketball terminology is, is came from him. It was this one special quote. It was, it, was, it was more about being a, a competitor in life that I couldn't remember. Like, all of them I have memorized. That one I couldn't get straight. And I texted Tom Massimino. He gave it to me. I, I used it with our team. I love it. And, and when they, uh, during the pandemic, one thing that we've lost is uh, the suits that yeah. all the coaches wear. I'm looking at NBA coaches now. They're just, you know, they're going so casual. Is it ever coming back? I, I don't think so, John. I, I think that um, the NBA guys have been wanting it for a couple of years. They always had a vote in the summer. So I always, my NBA buddies, I would ask them, like, how'd the vote go? Because I knew college wasn't going to change until the NBA did. <laughs> so the NBA did it first. And then with COVID, we went back. And then, you know, we all still talked about, but I, you know, I love suits. I love to go out. You always look good, man. But on the basketball court, we're sweating. They're, we're in a huddle. They're sweating down on top of me. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I, this, I can get this suit dry clean. This is crazy. It, it, I, I like dressing that way I, for games. I'll wear suits everywhere else. <laughs> but our fans kill me about it. They kill, our president t talks to me about it. Yeah, we, I mean, you were the man. I mean, best dressed guy in the Delaware Valley. I, I was, uh, I feel like I was um, given gracious coverage in that area, more than I deserved. My tailor, Gabe Denunzio, God rest his soul, he died of co during COVID. But he deserved the credit because he was more into it than me. He used to say to me, like, we got to make this suit spread. I would say, like, Gabe, easy, man. I'm, I'm 60 years old now. He goes, we got a reputation. I said, no, you have a reputation. <laughs> You're the one that loves these suits. Right. 
He loved it, though. Do you think, you think Raleigh Massimino would have given up his suits and his pocket squares and all? I don't know. He loved it. He yeah. loved it more than me. He yeah. really did. And, and he had his, his, his shoes because his father was a shoemaker. He loved his shoes. And I got that from him. I got like a, a shoe thing. I love shoes. But um, I, I don't think he would have given it up. <laughs> he, he, was, he, he loved the fashion more than me. Yeah. Final question for you. We were just talking about Tom Brady unretiring. Unbelievable. And you said winning is so addictive. It is. And, and I see you, you're incredible with the media, the public, and you're so relaxed and so chill when you're talking to us. But I've seen you on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. How much does oh. it, like in your heart, trying to win and the competitor in you? It, it, winning is truly addictive. It, it's, uh, you and I were talking about it, dopamine. It gets, it gets in your body, it, 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 it elicits a reaction within your body that is exhilarating. And when you get it, uh, it's almost like a drug. You, you want it again, right? And you want that high again. And when you don't get it and you lose, you're you're craving it so badly. And it's, it's kind of the way we all go through life, which is a little crazy, yeah. but the highs are so great. The lows are killers. And no matter how long you're in it, it's, it's always the same. And you get that win, like we won the Big East Tournament now. It was great, but now I just, I want to get the next one, you yeah. know? And I think all of us in sports are like that. So when you won the first NCAA championship and then you win another one, how much is it burning inside of you to get a third? Or is it like, okay, I've got two? No, you know what, John? It's not, it's short term. It's not the championships. It's like, I, I never, we never thought about winning one. We never thought about winning two. It's that next game. It's yeah. just the next game. It could be an exhibition game. You just want, you want that high. You want that win, the next game. And then if you win it, you just, you want the next one until it stops. And if you're lucky enough sometimes for it to keep going to the end yeah. and you win that last one, which is so rare in our business, yeah. then you get look back and you say to yourself, damn, I'm really lucky that we won that last <laughs> one, man. I'm really blessed. Yeah. Well, you're not retiring anytime soon. I can tell you how much it burns inside of you. <laughs> it does. It Jay, does. wish you the best in March again. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Appreciate your hard work, buddy. Appreciate you. Thank you. Let's bring in somebody who knows all about March Madness. Pretty wild. Jameer Nelson, welcome. We appreciate you taking the time. Of course, you're an assistant general manager with the Delaware Blue Coats with the Sixers. And now we have a Jameer Nelson back in the tournament, huh? Yeah, that's funny. Um, you know, you never, you never... Well, I never saw this coming, obviously, uh, as my son was growing up because he was a baseball player. Um, but once he decided to put the bat and the ball down, he picked up the basketball full time. Um, you know, he said he wanted to do it full time and, and, and work at it full time. So, you know, I told him I put 100 percent in. If he puts 100 percent in and if you put 70 percent in, I'll do the same. So he's done a great job of uh, creating an identity for himself, even though we have the same name. Um, but more importantly, staying humble and and continue to have or to grow his work ethic and, and his uh, his workload, especially in the offseason. So 18 years after you were the National College Player of the Year and you were in the tournament, starred in the tournament, your son is now in the tournament. We saw that emotion, all of you in the family hugging. We saw the tears in your eyes. I mean, yes. did it all come out at that moment, seeing what he was doing? Yeah, and, and it mean, you know, he – he said something to me um, that 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 got to me, and and for for me to be 
alongside him, along with my wife and my, and, you know, my, the rest of my family, um, it hit, it, it hit me hard because he has been through a lot, you know, transfer from a school that, uh, recruited over, recruited over him, uh, for whatever reason, after having a good freshman year, um, that was some injuries that probably not too many people know about. Um, you know, he, the high school, his junior, senior year, he neither, neither of the years he played a full year just because of injuries. Um, you know, and then transferring, like I said, and, and getting acclimated into a new situation, not knowing is what it's going to be a lot of uncertainty. Um, and, you know, he, he he's making a, a, not, not even the best out of it. Like he's, he's doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, he is. Can you tell us what he told you? Yeah. Yeah. He just was like, you know, this is taking a long time. And, and, and the way I interpreted it was not to get to the tournament, but to accomplish, um, things that he has wanted to accomplish. And, and um, one is playing a full season and playing it effective and efficiently. And he's, he did that uh, this year. I, I was, I was uh, more than, more than happy um, with, with his regular season. Um, and, and just the other day he was talking to me, we were talking about, you know, how he wanted to step up and play a bigger role. And, you know, my, my advice to him was just, no, like don't play a bigger role, just do what you got to do. Um, within within who you are as a player and a person. And, and he did that. Like the team didn't need him to go get 30 points. He didn't have to get a bunch of rebounds and assists. He just had to play his part. And I, and I think he did a great job of that along with the rest of the guys on the team. That was such a special moment for you to be there and see that with your son. Now, apparently you didn't tell him you were coming to the game. When did yeah, he, he, had, he had no idea, John. Like, and, and it's funny, my wife and I, you know, we, we have, you know, well, Jameer has three sisters. So my wife, we have four kids total. And we have a puppy. So it's been a little um, tough getting to all the games, as many games as we would like to get to. And the, the one thing that I've been thinking about is like, it's actually better this way, allowing him to grow with, without us there at times uh, because he creates his own identity. When I'm in the stands, people look at me as, you know, who I am. When I'm not there, he's who he is. And, and I want people – and. I want people to know that we are two totally different people. He's creating his own path. Um, I'm helping him along the way, along with my wife as much as we can. Um, but ultimately, he, he's growing up and maturing into a, a, a great kid or great adult, actually. And when did he realize or spot you at the game? It was like right before the game, tip ball. Like I was on, I was, I was actually in the wrong seat. Yeah, and he looked around and looked around, and I just, I just clapped to him, and. He just nodded his head, um, you know, and then I went to my regular seat and I don't know if he, when he saw me there, but you know, he, he, he doesn't look at me during the game. So it doesn't make a difference where I'm sitting. He's never trying to find me, but I think I surprised him. Um, you know, and, and me, people like, uh, what are you saying to him while you're out? Well, I'm not saying anything. I'm not the coach. I'm not on the coaching staff. I'm not on the court as a player with him. So I just sit there and clap and support him and the rest of the team. How proud are you as a father and then as a basketball player? Are you seeing parts of yourself in him? Um, not that the, the way we, we play a totally different game. He's so much more athletic than I was. Um, he's faster. He's quicker. And at this age, he's, probably, he's, he's a lot stronger. Like, I mean, the kid is, if I had to guess, he's 205 pounds. Um, you know what I mean? So I didn't get to that, that size and that strength until I got to the league and, and, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's all because of his work ethic that, that he's having success after, after having so much adversity 
uh, at such a young age. You're thinking back 18 years ago, you're, you're that kid going through this experience <laughs> that he's now going through. Does it kind of bring back some memories of that ride you had? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I'm trying to stay in a moment with him. And, and I told him that yesterday, uh, I think before the game hours, like maybe like 11 o'clock in the morning, I said, listen, stay in the moment, be yourself, go have fun. And, and, and just said, thank you. I love you. And, I, and that was it. Like, we don't, we don't talk much on game days for sure. Um, we barely talk about things after games unless he has questions. Uh, I'm, I'm not the one that's going to harp on things uh, other than turnovers, like other than turnovers and, and stupid fouls. That, they're, they're my two like pet peeves that uh, for all young kids or young players, I should say. Um, but like overall, man, I can't be I couldn't be more more uh, excited for the kid. Um, I'm happy, like I said, that because the, the things that he's dealt with. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of keep things close to our chest uh, as a family, but we just grind. And, and that's and that's what he's done. I mean, my wife has done a great job of, of raising him, especially um, while I was out playing and, you know, doing my thing, sacri- you know, sacrificing um, her time for, for the family. And, you know, I, I couldn't ask for a better son, um, especially in March. Like, come on, like who, who wouldn't want to have a son playing in the NCAA tournament? It's wild. It, it, it's it's March Madness, and it's a special time for you. It's also a special time for Philly. I mean, the city's on fire about the Sixers. When you see James Harden and Joel Embiid and everybody else out there, I mean, are you thinking that this team has what it takes to go all the way here? Absolutely. When when you when you when you trade for a guy who's top seventy five all time, you, you're you know you're trying to win a championship. Obviously, um, you have uh, potentially the MVP on your team as well, like and a bunch of really good pieces. Um, you know, I, I think the future is bright for the Sixers. Uh, it's obviously it's going to take a little time to jail and get things right to where, where we want to go. Uh, but overall, I think the, the buzz inside, you know, around the, around Philly is, is similar to when AI and, and those guys were going on their run. Uh, guys, and, you know, people in general in, in the crowd high-fiving, hugging each other after wins, after, you know, big plays. And, you know, to me, I, I hadn't felt that as a fan, again, since AI. And, you know, those guys went to the finals. When you see Joel Embiid, a big man like that, out there with a scorer but also a facilitator like James Harden, is this kind of the perfect combination? Are they kind of built to play together and fit together like they are? Uh, to be determined. I mean, so far it's been great for those guys. I mean, uh, and, I, and I think the coaching staff has, has done a great job of making some adjustments when you get a guy like James who – is so good, actually great at his job in terms of facilitating, scoring, um, playing situational basketball with the ball in his hands, knowing time to score, knowing where guys like the ball. I think, I, you know, it's funny. I call. It, I, I think he's an artist. You know, he he's such he, he's such good at his such he does such a great job at his job of knowing um, the different nuances of the game. I don't think he gets credit for that. I think he people look at him like this ISO player or you know, ball dominant player. That's not him. Like he, he's, he's to me, he's one of the best facilitators that the game has seen as well as scoring as well. Like it's both. It's just not one or the other. And in your NBA career, you've guarded him a bunch of times. I tried to guard him. There's no way. There's no (laughs) way that I can guard that dude. Um, Where would you rank him amongst players that you had to guard? Oh man. He's, he's definitely top five. I mean, I've played against, AI and Kobe and all he's, he's top five just because like, like I said like 
um, how creative he is and he, how he changed the game. Like we talk about people changing the, changing the game. He changed it. He changed how people get fouled. Um, he changed how to draw fouls and he changed how um, to create step back opportunities for himself. So you, you look at kids all around the country. Everybody talks about how Steph Curry has done things and people follow him. And it's true. But again, James doesn't get enough credit for people follow him as well. And when you look at Tyrese Maxey and the improvement he has made from his first year to now, I mean, he's shooting over 40% from three. How much has he worked on his shot and, and just over overall improved his game? Well, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you know, Tyrese is a kid that works. He works his tail off. He loves being in the gym. He's, he's a kid that enjoys playing the game. Um, whether we, <laughs> we win, lose, draw, it's, he's going to have a smile on his face. And I think that's infectious throughout the locker room. Um, you know, first and foremost, he's just a special kid and, and, and a hell of a talent. All right. And final question for you. Uh, I know you're a big Eagles fan, big Sixers fan growing up here. What do you think of the things that are going on in the NFL with the quarterbacks? Carson Wentz is back in the division. You got Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. It's pretty wild, isn't it? It is wild. It's professional sports, man. You know, me being on this side of it. I mean, I always knew how things work for the most part, but being on the side of it, like, it's professional sports. I mean, even look at the Phillies, like how everything's going on with baseball right now. Like everybody has to look out for themselves and, and, you know, and do the best thing. So um, Carson is a great player. He, he, you know, he, he proved it. Um, but I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts. I mean, he, he obviously has a tough task ahead of him um, following Carson and, and Nick Foles. Um, and right now, I mean, everything is about the Sixers. So, you know, we're, we're definitely, as an organization, we're, we're excited about that to bring the buzz back to Philly. Yeah, well, it's great to have you back in Philly, working with the Blue Coats and the Sixers, assistant general manager. So who knows what the future could hold for you. Um, and, and, and I can see you're beaming when you talk about your son. It's really great to see. Absolutely. Appreciate it, John. Great. Jameer, thanks so much for catching up with us. Yep, definitely. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.